0: You're listening to Ragged Cast Radio. Ragged Ragged Chats.
1: This time on Ragged Chats, I chat to Dublin-born soul and R&B singer Zainab ahead of the release of her new single. We also chat about her first songwriting experiences at a very young age, life during lockdown and plans for her debut album. So um, Zainab, nice to have you with us here um, on Ragged uh, Chats. What have you been up to lately? How's life after lockdown been treating you?
0: Oh, it's been uh it's been quite busy in in a very in a very good positive way um I can't say that I've been like most people and I've gone out in the lash the second we were allowed to I realized I think lockdown took me took took that part of me away I'm like eh, eh about going wild um covered the odd drinks here and there but uh, a few gigs here and there but like nothing not as I feel like I need to embrace being out of lockdown more and I'm really not I think I've turned into a hermit for like 50% of the time and then other times I'm like right I'll go out I'll be energetic and then I'm like okay that's enough back to my cocoon but
1: it's
0: been good yeah it's been it's been good you know what like since um lockdown actually one of the main things that's happened to me is that I've been doing um the music review segment on the six o'clock show which has been unbelievable and so much fun and ridiculously grateful to have been asked to do it um so I think out of everything that's probably like one of the most exciting things that has happened apart from the not going actually yeah, most exciting because the other thing is me not really drinking so this is one of the, <laughs> yeah. one of the big things to happen so yes yeah, it's, it's been busy it's been nicely nicely busy
1: yeah that's good yeah, I get the whole social thing, like, you know, going out thing. Like, I've just forgotten how to be social as well. I've just been like, if there's a big crowd, I'm like, oh, get me away. From oh,
0: this. oh <laughs> my God. Same here. Like, same here. Like, where did I go? I think I met um, I met people for drinks. And then they were like, oh, loads of people that we haven't seen from school are are like out in like what places. And I was like, I really want to go. I was like, but like it took, and I did go and it was good crack, but it took me, like I had to properly go like, just go for it, like yeah. just go. Whereas I was like, I'd rather go home and get into my pajamas. <laughs> but like, well, yeah, what have we become? What yeah. have
1: we become? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Crazy, like yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, uh, I suppose like onto the kind of music side of things, like when and how did you kind of get into music and, and how long have you kind of been at it now? Uh,
0: in terms of like you know just starting off, really, I suppose. Um, so I kind of like I started doing it professionally, I'd say, in like uh 2014. So I've always kind of like done a bit of music. Like I've been playing piano since I was six. Um, I was uh, like writing songs. I remember this a while ago that I was writing songs with like uh friends from primary school when we were like I want to say eight or something. Mm. And uh, wrote like wrote a song called Spin Spin Sugar. Every so often, it's only when I do interviews and I get asked these questions that I go, "Oh my god, I forgot about that band." And then it's it's gone for the rest of the time until I do another interview. But yeah, Spin Spin Sugar. Our band was called Mute because we were, you know, so alt, okay, <laughs> so alt. And um, so maybe that was actually my when I began to do it professionally. Um, no, but <laughs> but then I ended up um. I ended up like going into musicals uh, when I was like in kind of later school years, did like a few musicals with like Belvedere and stuff like that. And uh, from, the, from doing that, then I was like, okay, my passion is musical theater. Let's go to London. My mom was like, perfect. Yep, here you go. Cause at the time, like this was 2010, at the time, like there wasn't really, there was no BIM for me mm-hmm. to go to. Like if I wanted to do music in college, it was either, go to London to do musical theater or do classical or you know compositional stuff in Ireland and um, so there wasn't really anything other than kind of what I wanted to do I was like right musical theater I suppose that's a steady career I was like this is the steadiest of careers at the moment in my mind so um I studied musical theater in London and but then I realized that that wasn't like my true passion and while I was in London I kind of got the courage to be like okay I know that this is that like I'm I'm, in this industry you get so many setbacks you get so much rejection. so scrutinized and I wasn't comfortable getting that kind of scrutiny doing musical theater whereas I didn't mind the judgment of it all when it came to like singer songwriter I felt like I was passionate enough about it that Mm. if any knockbacks setbacks or whatever came my way that I'd be you know I'd still keep going so I kind of started doing it then I made the decision to leave uni a year earlier and uh, then started writing um, and doing like uh, what, residencies in like a few bars, um, did a few did a few cool gigs actually in the first year of me making the decision. Like I did a gig in the HQ of New Look for this like summer festival that they had. That was very, very cool. Yeah. So it was me and this guy called Tobias Pepper, also what an unreal name, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very cool name very yeah, cool that guy. It, yeah. and, uh, we actually yeah he kind of helped me like write, you know kind of make that take that step and and he also he came from a very kind of like funky background so it kind of any of the R&B stuff that I was bringing to him kind of was getting a bit of a funky vibe so it was kind of yeah it was in to cut a long story short um 2014 mm-hmm is when I started doing it professionally and then I was lucky enough to get um the Glenn Hansard bursary um in the Axis Ballymun in 2014 and that was when I moved back to Dublin so I kind of I was the first time that I got to record um my own original song so I did that in the Axis Ballymun with a guy called Joe Clear, who has since then become a very good friend of mine, mm. been a, essentially a mentor for me. And I always say to him that I can't talk about my career and my, you know, journey so far without mentioning Joe, because he's been involved in a lot of the songs that I've done and he's a
1: legend, he's a yeah. legend. <laughs> so I was going to ask you about like the inspirations behind your, like songwriting and things like that. But first of all, Spin Spin Sugar. You hardly remember some
0: of that, Oh my God, you know what? I do. I can't, I can't, oh, like, I love how, like, literally, right? It's like, it's like, when you think of the lyrics, you're like, we really didn't know what we were listening to when we were younger, because the lyrics of this is like, what, okay, right, I'll sing. Yeah, I'm no, actually uh, mortified. Is this, big, is, this a, is this a podcast, but also on video? Because I feel like I'm red as hell. you <really>? <laughs> right, okay. Okay, wait. Okay, so it's what's it? Spin, spin, sugar, all around. I said spin, spin, sugar, all around. As long as you stay with me for the night. Like, as long as you stay with me for the night. Like, we were eight. What yeah, like, yeah. the hell? Yeah, that's literally,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, <it's laughs> classic is like what we were all listening to it back then. Yeah, that's exactly yeah.
0: it. That's yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah like really? jesus but yes that's all i can remember of it but i'm yeah. pretty sure it was like we had like there was a we were a trio so i'm pretty sure there was like a verse the chorus we had it all yeah but that's all i can remember <laughs> and i don't think we ever recorded it because it was like before i think it was like you know back in the day when you'd have your little tape and yeah. your little microphone but i don't actually even know if it worked oh like,
1: devastating. Oh. That's the world's lost guys so yes. don't know about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: world's lost yeah. it is is yeah. a-
1: never too late though. If right? you get the band back together and just go You know go,
0: what it's not I know Muse could make a comeback.
1: <laughs> you never know, you heard it here first. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I suppose then the songs you wrote later in your career, uh, kind of what would you like who was kind of the inspiration behind them? Did you have any artists in mind when you first started writing and things like that? And even now today.
0: Um my main main one would be Beyonce. Like I've looked up to her since I was tiny and well i don't actually how much older is she than me i probably wasn't tiny um (laughs) but like (laughs) but like any like since like she was in like destiny's child like i've always kind of you know looked up to her because she was a successful role model you know like black woman who i could uh like you know i had as a role model Mm -hmm. so i used to listen to her all the time so um my first, the first, well, the song that I actually did in the Axis, that original song. So the first one that I like professionally recorded mm. um, what called Dream Come True. That one definitely had, like, I definitely went tried to be kind of, I think very inspired by Beyonce for the vocals. I was like, I remember somebody saying to me and I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, don't riff, like try not to riff, like don't show off too much because people won't find it relatable. And I was like, what? And it was in the later years. And I was like, "Has have you heard Beyonce? So it kind of, you know, Beyonce kind of like, let me be like, right, who do I want to be? What can, what are my, abilities and I, I probably learned how to riff from singing Beyonce because I'm mm. singing her for years and years and years um, and then another inspiration of mine would be Frank Ocean both of them to this day Frank Ocean and Beyonce so Frank Ocean's pod, um, podcast uh, album mm. um, Channel Orange I remember when it first came out and I was just obsessed yeah. with it yeah. absolutely obsessed with it just like vocally amazing like it's so atmospheric mm. each song is so different and i remember like hearing sweet life and i was like oh my god i need to learn this on the piano and that was like the first song i actually put out on youtube yeah. where it was like me playing. i think i probably played like only a minute but um but like i think not only just loving frank ocean and his music i began i think the obsession with my color with the color orange and I was like you know what he doesn't need to have any bells and whistles for his artwork it's just a nice orange background so yeah. I think if when people realize that they're like oh that's why she's so much orange and I think I was like oh my god actually it looks good against my skin tone so orange there we go yeah. but um I'd say my two biggest inspirations would have to be um beyond and Frank Ocean and I just I want Frank Ocean to put out more music I feel oh. like he hasn't
1: yeah, oh, hasn't put much
0: happen. music out in it ages. Yeah,
1: it's crazy, that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, come right, on, yeah, come on, <laughs> yeah, come on gonna... man. Like, yeah.
0: I'm sure he's listening, I'm sure yeah, he's listening yeah, to yeah, it. Sure, yeah. and making a to do list right now, going right, lads, fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs>
1: yeah. and, um, I suppose, like in terms of in terms of your writing process, like, what do you go lyrics first, melody kind of what kind of comes to, into your head first, really?
0: Mm, it kind of it sometimes it depends on the song so if I'm in usually lyrics come first if I'm in a bad mood like if I'm feeling crap if I'm feeling sad I'm like and just put it all down on a page and then sometimes I'd be like I'd go back to looking at what essentially would be ramblings, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> is this a song? And um, but other times, like in a you know in a certain state of emotion, I'd write down like maybe a full page, and I came across one not that long ago, and I was like, oh, actually, I essentially wrote a song, and I didn't whatever mindset I was in, I must have been so zoned out. It, yeah. I can't remember. I don't think it was anger. But I think it was sadness. I can't even remember what it was over. Mm. But I just wrote out all these lyrics, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then put a melody. But usually, a melody happens when I've when I go. I'm going to write a song today, yeah. and then that's usually when melody comes. Whereas lyrics, uh, lyrics, some. I feel like I feel like it's tedious but that's because I always found English in school really tedious so anytime I had to do like a writing assignment I was like oh so I feel like I sometimes make lyrics a writing assignment because I want it to be perfect Mm -hmm. and this is when my perfectionist like self gets in the way so that's why I think I write the best lyrics when I'm in a state of emotion because I don't think about it i just write it down whereas otherwise i'm like no uh," and i don't put it down because i'm like oh is it gonna be rubbish and so just write the freaking thing down (laughs) so yeah (laughs) so a bit of both a bit of both yeah
1: yeah i suppose your latest track crying came out there towards the end of february and has like around ten thousand streams already so that's kind of like doing very well at the moment like what was the kind of inspiration behind that and and how did you kind of go about you know
0: the, the right so, so that so that um that happened so that's actually one of the examples of being in a certain state of mind so the I or no actually this one I think is an this one's actually I think an exception to the rule um I think that so the, I wrote this song when um the Black Lives Matter movement happened and after you know uh, after the murder of George Floyd and I was like I didn't know what well I didn't know how to deal with what I was dealing with um emotion wise and you know I was reading so much of the news and I'm I'm not one to kind of get consumed in the news at all but I felt so strongly and was just so upset by what had happened that I was just reading everything trying to read articles and then it got to a point where I was like I just feel like I, can, I was like I just feel so kind of like stuck in mud like I feel like I can't I, there's nothing I can do mm. um and then one day I think I just had a bit of a bit of a moment and like sat upstairs and was just kind of like playing the piano and kind of crying at the same time but like playing the piano just hit record on my on my phone on the voice memos and then was just like playing piano singing whatever came out um and then after after a little bit of time I went okay let's have a look at what I did because I was like okay that was a nice release Now I just need to walk away. Mm. Um, And then after a while I was like, okay, like, let's have a look, see if I can edit it. So I had a listen. And essentially like the majority of lyrics were there. I actually listened to it um, when I was getting ready for the release. And I was trying to find, you know, like different teasers or different things to put up online before it came out that I went, I listened to, it wasn't the original voice memo, but like a video after. And I didn't actually do too many tweaks um right. so I think that was one of the only ones that I well to remember that it kind of they both kind of happened at the same time because the melody drove me um emotionally and then the lyrics just kind of came with it so mm. and even I find that I found that actually releasing this song was one of the scariest releases that I've done because it was I felt it was so personal Mm. people could have a very strong opinion um which they always can but I think because it was so personal like so close to me and so precious to me Mm. um and even just doing the artwork for it was very I wanted the I wanted the artwork to be as vulnerable as the song so once it was released I felt like such a vulnerability hangover because I felt so exposed but such a rush from the great reaction yeah. that it that it got and i felt like everybody really heard the meaning of the song they took it like i just i'm i just couldn't be happier with how with how the release mm. with how the release went and how people you know um yeah accepted the accepted the song and and like that, like you said, it's almost up to like ten thousand streams, yeah. and it's only what's it, April? Like that is insane. That is insane. Super
1: great, yeah. And have you been gigging kind of uh, alongside that as well? That release.
0: Sorry, what did you say? You, so have, you been, uh, have you been
1: Have uh, you been gigging alongside that as well? Doing gigs to kind of promote it and stuff like that.
0: No, actually, you know what? I think it because. I think I'm I'm just now. Obviously, there's so many gigs that are happening now at the moment, and it's so amazing. But I think I'm scared to plan one yeah, for fear. Because yeah. obviously, we saw how many times people had to reschedule and reschedule. And yeah. um, so I think that was that's kind of my fear of why I haven't. And um, but I am doing I am performing at a festival called arabesque which is uh happening in the sugar club in at the start of may um and that'll be kind of like my first gig that i will have done in a while and that's like you know a, pr- um, a celebration of cultures and yeah. and so it was lovely to be asked to do yeah. that um not that i have any arabic so i think i think i have a few words of arabic yeah. but i'm gonna have to get my dad to give me more so I don't make a show of myself um so that'll be kind of be that will be the first gig that I will have done but my plan is that I have a single coming out on the 6th of May called Mm -hmm. Summertime um and I'm gonna push that one like crazy um but I'm planning to do gigs once I have my EP ready to go because obviously you know as an independent artist we are funding it all ourselves. So I want to make sure that I have my catalog ready to go. So my first like proper big, big show will be, you know, a successful one with a ton of songs. A ton of songs. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm dying to gig I'm so I'm I'm dying for that rush and you know what that's why doing the six o'clock show has been a nut has filled that kind of void because it's essentially a performance where you just have such an adrenaline rush afterwards so I'm getting my adrenaline rush there but I'm dying for it to be on stage with yeah. the band like this the, uh, yeah
1: and you do, you do radio work is that yeah well, I
0: used to do. I used to do um, Christmas FM.
1: Yeah, I was reading that. That's crazy. That must be the like most fun place to work. I'd say.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Like I was saying to someone recently, I'm not a morning person at all. Like I'm. Ask my mom. Ask my fiance. Like, no, no. If you try and make me laugh, I'll, I'll literally I'll stare you down. And I, as you can see, I'm a pleasant person, but not <laughs> yeah. in the morning. Like, not in the morning, so having to get up at like 5 a.m. to drive to the studio, and then I'm like, hi, on the radio. My mom was like, Who is she, and (laughs) can she be here? Like, what the hell? So, I so much fun! Like, I think it's just fall, obviously, a lot of holiday cheer, obsessed with Christmas. So, it was, I think, I've done it for. I've taken a few years break cause just things, there was so much going on. Um, I haven't done it in a few years now, but I was doing it for a good four years and like got yeah. to do like a few of my own radio, like shows like um in the evenings and stuff. So it was a really, it was such a fun time and, and a nice way to like slowly kind of, you know, get into like doing a bit of broadcasting mm-hmm. because as you can tell, I can talk a lot. So it was, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it was great. handy
1: what's actually what's been the highlight for you then so far i mean since you probably went on that journey since maybe 2014 or that what does anything kind of stand out to you as a, as a personal kind of highlight oh that that's a, a
0: tough one that's <laughs> a tough one you know what i have to say hmm. and i and oh i know that when i go off this now i'm going to be like oh i forgot about this yeah yeah. But one of- <laughs> I'd say one of my biggest like jumping around the house. Okay, actually, two. No, wait. Okay, here, I'm going to, I'm running with this one. As well. yeah. um, go with two. That, go, with two. We'll go with two. We could <laughs> do two. We could <can laughs> do two. <We can laughs> two. Um, so last year, I released um my single Forever. Hmm. And I remember that like, It was on, so release day I'm there, like still in my pajamas at like two in the afternoon, just like sending emails, replying to stories, sending social things like da-da-da. And then at one point it was like, hot press has tagged you in a post. And I was like, (gasps) and like freaked out. Like, I think this was, yeah, sorry. Like we were still some, I think we were in lockdown February last year. So he was like working from home on calls. And I was like, (gasps) like trying to scream, but not be, loud and he popped his head out being like what the hell is going on I was like I'm, on, I'm in hot press I'm in hot press and I remember I was on like my artwork was like the header of the of the online article and then had a bit about the song and I just remember in my pajamas jumping around the house doing silent screams yeah. it was just such a huge moment and since then like they've been so supportive and I think every so often I'm like how mad is it that like I have like a few like um copies of Hot Press from like different ones that I've been in. I'm like, this is so, this is so crazy because yeah. I, like when I was small, I was always like, oh my God, one day, one day. And I think it's just crazy how it's like, oh my God, thanks guys. And I'm just <laughs> able to be like, hey, like so casually, like it's yeah. so like, it's so crazy. And like, even I, I was at a Hot Press event in, um, last lane um oh, last month or something and like went to oh went over to like introduce myself to Niall Stokes like editor of the magazine and i was like okay okay game face okay let's go and I was like hi Nile." and he went oh Zainab how are you and I was like what (laughs) and I was like this is insane so I was like chat away to him so chuffed with myself I was like I thought I was gonna have to come and introduce myself so I think I skipped home that evening I think I might have actually stayed later than I probably usually ever do (laughs) Um, and so yeah I just think it's it's that's probably one of my like big highlights is yeah is is having a connection and being in hot press freaking mad like
1: that's a good one yeah was there a second one you wanted to talk about
0: my second one also was forever actually and I think that was another scream moment but it's certainly not it's not as big as the hot press one but um it's certainly one that I'm like oh my god I can't believe that's happened that I got uh forever got picked for one of the like Spotify like editorial playlists. And I remember it was like a week or two after it mm. came out. So things are like still buzzing, but like, you know, bit of like a bit less going on. And I remember getting tagged and I was like, what the hell? And that was another, but I don't think anyone was on calls in the house. So that was a proper jump around the house yeah. screaming. <laughs> um, so that was kind of like a huge thing because you know when as an artist you need to have all these different things to be like i was in this this da, 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 da. Yeah. so obviously hot press i'm like yes yeah. huge and then also i can go i was in a spotify <laughs> yeah. playlist so i'm hoping i'm think i'm crossing everything that summertime which is my next single is going to get a spotify playlist yeah. crossing yeah. everything
1: yeah come on spotify yeah. sorry but come uh, on, uh, lads. i yeah. know you're
0: listening so uh yeah, yeah. Can- yeah. Isn't I different. sent you the pitch the other day. Will you just make it happen? Thanks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is that kind of next big thing then that you're working on, just kind of getting that release ready and things like that? Is there anything else kind of going on?
0: So at the moment, it's kind of, it's all kind of, it's all go like writing up press releases as we speak. Like I said, I sent off the pitch to Spotify for that song. <laughs> um, and then at the same time, I'm working with, um, I'm working with a producer called Hawk Jupiter that I released that I, I, I did um a song with last summer called Oasis. So he's Carlo based producer, absolute legend. And um, I sent him a few song ideas once again, randomly got like randomly in my voice memos. And I was like, Here, what do you think of this? Trying to put an EP together because I really wanted, I really I've been like, I think it was 2016 or uh, no sorry by 2015 that I tried to re- do an EP and I recorded it once didn't sound how I wanted it went to do it again mm. on the way back from like I think the last recording session I crashed my car and I was like I think this is my time I think I just need to leave this EP because this is this is just not working <laughs> so at the moment so far so good oh, yeah. um, fingers crossed this... yeah. fingers crossed and <laughs> um, so I kind of wanted to have like one producer for this EP and um, so we're working on that at the moment so yeah hoping to get that done once this releases is uh is out of the way not out of the way that sounds like I'm trying to sh- shove it on but you know once yeah. once I've done all the nitty gritty writing a press release doing all that then I'll have the headspace to get back into that creative zone and so i'm really looking forward to to getting that out because every so often i look at my spotify and i'm like i want more songs up there so working on working on getting this ep out so there's a bigger catalogue for people to listen to yeah
1: yeah and have you anything of any kind of timeline in mind for that or it's just kind of seeing where it takes you
0: seeing where it takes me but i'm also i want it to be out by the end of this year and i don't (laughs) know how i like what are we now? be April yeah not too bad yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah
0: yeah not too bad at all like not at all I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping for some reason October is in my head yeah. I would love for it to come out in October but you know what don't come for me if October comes and goes <laughs> and yeah. you're like where are my songs so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm giving it a deadline Re-way. for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't come knocking on my door <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But we're going to try October. You're listening to Ragged Cast Radio. Ragged Cast Radio. Ragged
1: Chats. So, thanks for listening to another episode of Ragged Chats. A big shout out to Zaynab for uh, chatting to me on the pod, and be sure to give her a follow ahead of the release of her new track in the coming days.